welcome to your podcast or mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Your Podcast or Mine. I'm Sherry, and on today's show, I'm speaking with Grady Savage, the creative mind behind the Stepmom Club podcast. So thank you so much for joining me today, Grady. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked to be on. <laughs> so why don't we start first with just a, a brief description of the Stepmom Club podcast, and then we'll go from there. Sure. So the Stepmom Club podcast is a podcast that I created basically to show support for other stepmoms and kind of have positive conversations about stepmotherhood, so about the realities of stepmotherhood. So it's not always super rosy all the time in there, but I think it's easy to find resources that can bring people down or make them feel hopeless or helpless in their situation. So the show is basically a uh, positive outlet for honest conversations about stepmotherhood. Well, you know, I was doing a, a deep dive to see if I could find podcasts about step parenting or um, stepmoms in particular, and there weren't many. I mean, with all of the podcasts that are out there, like over 800,000 at this point, I think, there are only like really about four or five current ones. And, you know, just just doing a deep, you know, like a deeper look into yours, it's, like you said, it, it's positive. But you also speak from personal experience, and it's not, like, particularly preachy on what you should do or how you should do things. It comes more from your heart and, and what you've experienced as as a young person coming into a, a whole new family that wasn't created by you, per se, but your husband and, and the family that was there before you arrived. Yeah, it's wild because actually the whole reason that I even started – blogging, which is what I did before, I still do, but what I did before podcasting is because I was trying to find resources when I was just dating my now husband, and there really wasn't much, which is wild because one-third of families in America specifically have some aspect of a step family, and so uh, it's sort of wild that there's not that much out there as far as resources and support like it kind of blew my mind so I started writing about it and here we go well yeah and you mentioned one-third it seems like it's much larger than that because even people that aren't married but are in blended situations you know so oh um, yeah it's probably more than that if you include that too for sure yeah yeah so I mean, it, it's nice to see that outlet. It just comes from your heart and through personal experiences and is refreshing, too. Now, your episodes aren't really, like, that long either. Like, there are some that are seven minutes and some with another step-parent or an expert in, in this that lasts a little bit longer, like 35 to 50 minutes. It just seems like an honest conversation that you're having with real people with real experiences. You know. It's really good to hear you say that because I definitely don't want to be preachy. And part of what I like about the show I switch off doing every other week is an interview and then the other is just an episode by myself. And it's great because I do have some people in like the stepmom blogosphere or experts or writers or that sort of thing on. But I also do have just 
you know, like regular stepmoms who are just coming in to, to tell their story. And that's probably my favorite because I think it's such an underrepresented part of the population. I mean, there are people in my normal life who I did not know were stepmoms until they found out that I wrote about it or I podcasted about it. And they were like, oh, hey, I'm a stepmom. Like, how did I not know that? Like, people really don't talk about it. I come from a, a broken family. Now, I didn't have step parents after my parents' divorce. They remained single. They both dated, however, but there wasn't marriage involved. I do know people and a lot of people that were single with no children marrying into this whole built-in family and the struggles and the good experiences they have from it too. There's a whole set of issues that you go into from disciplining children that aren't Mm. biologically yours to going on family trips and things of that nature. So the the varying topics are wide. So (laughs) (laughs) Totally, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So you started the show um, in June of 2017. Are you becoming uh, more regular in the releases of the episodes? Uh, When I started the show I wasn't really on a schedule at all I just kind of was recording and then posting Uh, it was a little bit of an experiment to see if I liked podcasting if other people even wanted to listen to it kind of all of that and then I had a bit of a hiatus last year and then just a few months ago I've actually been posting weekly and so now I post weekly on Fridays That's been pretty consistent, and I seem to have figured out a schedule and a flow that works for me that gives me enough time to get what I need to do done. So now I'm on a more consistent basis. When I first started, it was a little bit more um, experimental. What compelled you to start podcasting? Was it because there was a podcast that you listened to that was the aha moment, like, oh, yeah, I could do this, or was it – the experience of not being able to find something to listen to that you were personally dealing with or a combination of yeah. the a little bit of both. I actually have this really vivid memory. I used to be, uh, back in the day, to be a director at a summer camp, and I remember I was in my cabinet summer camp, and I was just getting ready for camp. It was our first, like, move-in day before the kids arrived, and I was trying to get my cabin settled and figure everything out. And I was like, I'm going to listen to, I'm going to look for some step parenting podcasts. And I looked and there were a few at the time and literally not a single one of them was still recording. They were all old from years ago. And I listened to them and enjoyed them. But I also felt like, how is nobody talking about this now? And this would have been in 2014. And I thought somebody should really make something. And then I didn't <laughs> for several years, but that was kind of where the, the seed was planted. And then the more that I listened to a variety of different podcasts and listened to a variety of different types of content about step parenting, I just thought, you know what, maybe I could do this. I hemmed and hawed for a few months and then I went for it. So it was quite a bit of a process to actually get there. It's surprising how scary it is to release an episode into the world and kind of not know what people are going to think or not know if you think you sound weird. So it took a while, but I got there. But I'm getting more used to it now that I'm on episode 23 or something. So uh, 
on the technical side, what what type of equipment do you use to record and ultimately edit? I mean, it could be anything basic like Anchor or a specific microphone or GarageBand or Audacity. What's the process like? Yeah, totally. So um, I'm not fancy schmancy over here. I have the uh, Blue Yeti microphone, which I think is like pretty, lots of people know what that is, and then just like a simple pop filter over it. And I record when I do interviews, I record with call recorder for Skype. I've used Zoom before when call recorder wasn't working. And so that just gets everything into a file right on my computer. And I just edit with GarageBand. It's a program I was really comfortable with. That's where I started. A part of me wants to explore different options that'll give me more things I can do and more edits and make the podcast sound better. I know my process on GarageBand, so sacrificing that would be tricky too. I'm thinking about that a lot, but right now it's just GarageBand and it's kind of a super simple setup. A lot of people are happy with it. That or Audacity seems to be the the most popular tools for editing as far as independent podcasters go. I mean, a lot of us are just podcasting in our bedrooms or in our closets or in office space if you're lucky enough to have that. My vanity is not a vanity anymore. It's the podcast studio, so I know that life for sure. <laughs> you also uh, do a blog that, that you post on regularly, and, and that deals a lot with uh, stepmom. But you also have, like, lifestyle things on there. You, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that, too? Sure. So my website, it's sort of embarrassing now because the website is gradybirdblog.com. My first name's Grady and a nickname that I had when I was younger is Grady Bird. And I started the blog just like for my mom and my friends to read. So I wasn't thinking about, oh my goodness, what should I name this website? You know, it's just my nickname. So it doesn't say anything about mom. It doesn't say anything about any of that, but uh, it works for me. So it's gradybirdblog.com. And then, yeah, I post about a variety of things, mostly stepmoms, stepmotherhood. I have an interview series with stepmoms on there. So if folks are less comfortable being recorded on the podcast, they can do a a written interview as well. And then I just write about my experiences. There's a series on there that's the stepmom letters, which is mostly letters to my stepdaughter about, I mean, they're obviously for other people to read, but just about my experience with step parenting and stepmotherhood and all that. There's one to my stepdaughter's mom in there and one to a couple to stepmoms. <laughs> so I, I write about other things, but mostly it stays in that range of um, step parenting. And just for context, I have uh, one stepdaughter and she is a teenager now. But when I started writing, she was seven. Uh-huh. But now she's she's grown. She's 15, which is crazy. Oh, my goodness. Well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She's the best. Honestly, she's the best. I know I've been really fortunate in that regard for oh, sure. The, the way you describe your relationship with, with your stepdaughter is nice. And I had heard and mentioned that you actually – went to visit uh, your stepdaughter's older sister at college and the feelings you experienced there, too. I think that's amazing that you have this extended family within the family that you married into. Yeah, I feel the same. It's really an intricate web, for sure, sometimes when I explain the dynamics to people or who different people are they get a little bit confused but honestly it's awesome yeah and it's been really interesting because she's actually out of college now but my stepdaughter's older sister is 
not my husband's child, but her mom has two children. And so it's been really cool to form kind of a separate relationship with my stepdaughter's sister as well, um, because we obviously want her to, to be in Jess is my stepdaughter's name in Jess's life. And so it's just been cool to kind of figure out that relationship and keep that uh, relationship strong and to form my own bond with her. So it's wild, but it's really great. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) just listening to it, I'm like, wow, that's really awesome. That. So before we get back to some podcasting business, I wanted to mention that you're my spirit human because I also run on iced coffee or any coffee. And you mentioned Reese's peanut butter cups, which is my all time favorite snack food. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Those are probably my top favorite things. I, People sort of tease me because I'm almost never seen without an iced coffee. I actually can literally see one from where I'm sitting right now. I love iced coffee. I don't care that it's 11 degrees outside. I want an iced coffee. I'll drink hot coffee, but if I have a choice, I'm going to get an iced coffee. And usually, like, the size of my head or larger is my size preference for that. (laughs) And then (laughs) I will eat Reese's Peanut Butter Cups anytime, any day. If you hand me one, I'm going to eat it for sure. So I love that. Yeah, it's the best. Yes, even even for breakfast, you know. (laughs) Oh, if you're going to offer it, I'm going to accept it for sure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you also have a Facebook uh, group, too, don't you, uh, that based around uh, podcasts, right? Yes, I do. It's a private Facebook group for stepmoms that you can ask like little stepmoms or little questions on there to get people in and I always ask about you know confirming that people are step parents and then I do a little bit of Facebook sleuthing just to make sure <laughs> but um, it's a private group which is great because I feel like a lot of people just don't feel like they can talk about their experiences without being judged or without people not understanding so that group's awesome and yeah, I've really gotten some really strong friendships just out of the, the women in this group, people I've never met in real life, but it's just the best. It's the best. I, I just adore all of them. So, yeah, that's a really special thing. And then to just have that set as private as possible, it takes me a little bit to even get new people in the group because I really like to make sure that I'm not disrupting the the dynamics that are in there right now because they're so positive, and I think, like, it's pretty easy for people to get in a more like ranty or negative space and people are more than welcome in my group to talk about their struggles or issues or anything like that. But we're, we're not like a just blurred everything out and angry rant kind of group, but that's not what we're, what we're about. So it's been really cool to kind of keep that group as positive as possible and really feel like everybody is getting to know each other. Like people know each other in the group just from their posts and from their families. And yeah, it's really cool. So, yeah, I mean, it it allows a, an outlet for someone to, to maybe vent a little, not in a negative way, but to totally. uh, ultimately get support and positive uh, vibes from, from the rest of the people. Because, it, you know, there are struggles involved with it that people don't really understand in, unless you're in that situation yourself. You know, like I mentioned before, disciplining someone that isn't your biological family member or agreeing with your spouse's disciplining skills or different situations that that could be difficult because there's also (laughs) a marriage involved too you know so (laughs) absolutely well and I think you really hit the nail on the head with the fact that like it's totally a place where people can 
vent a little bit or discuss their problems, but in a perspective of like, hey, who can, you know, kind of help me out with perspective on this or who has advice on this in a space where, you know, they might not be able to post it on their normal Facebook page because people who don't understand could say a myriad of things that are not actually helpful to a step parenting or a blended family or kind of whatever language you want to use that isn't helpful for that scenario or yeah. there's so much judgment around stepmom. So also if you're having conflicts with your stepchild and you're really trying to figure it out, you posted it in a, on a public page, people might kind of start getting on you about not being grateful or not being a good step parent or all the things that are totally not what you're trying to say or not where you're coming from. And when you're seeking support, there's kind of this strange stigma around stepmotherhood. So it's been really cool to, to help be a, a space where people can can be real and honest and get feedback that's going to actually help their situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, you mentioned the, the stigma. A large majority of people have this evil stepmother stigma. That's, a, you know, like that stigma is attached 100%. to stepmotherhood. And that's total BS to me. If you're going to be a witch, you're going to be a witch whether or not you're a stepmother or a mother to yes. eight, eight children or to no children. You're going to be a witch anyway. I'm absolutely serious about that because I have seen families with, with stepmothers and stepfathers and the children actually get along better with the people that have married into the family, depending on their life circumstances. So I don't know necessarily where that stigma came up, probably in the late 60s or early 70s when that was more of an acceptable thing to occur in families. I'm in my 40s now, so if I were to meet someone and ultimately get married, 40% will probably have children. I'm not going to be an evil stepmom. Like, we're all right. adults here, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I don't totally. know. Totally. And it's wild because, right, like, if you think about it from, like, a neutral position, why would anyone want to start a marriage or a relationship or a family and want bad things for that family? If you're a, a woman who's going into a relationship, well, or anybody, but obviously I talk to stepmoms, so that's my perspective, if you're a person who's going into a relationship with somebody who has kids, you're not going into it like, let's destroy these kids' lives. You want a positive family relationship. Obviously, I acknowledge there are people, stepmoms included, who don't always make the best choices or who can be difficult and all that, but that's exactly the same, exactly what you said. That's the same for parents. There are biological parents who are like that. There are people who have no relationship with kids who are like that so it's such an unfair stereotype and having spoken with women on the show and women in the group man everybody in there is just trying to figure out what's best and that doesn't mean we all always make the right choices goodness knows but trying to to figure out the the best scenario for your family and it's especially hard if you're going up against this you know evil stepmom stereotype that doesn't exactly so on the positive side, how has podcasting improved or changed your life, and and how? Oh, my gosh. It's the best. Uh, so the wild thing about podcasting that I have loved is that so many people have just connected with the show, you know, in the way that I get messages or I get a couple of voicemails on my show, voicemail or anything, of people just saying or writing about just feeling heard by listening to the show and feeling like, oh, there are other people who get it, which is 
what I'm trying to do. I just want people to not feel alone, and I want people to know that there are resources and there are just other people going through it. I think it can feel really isolating. And so the best part about podcasting, honestly, man, it, it has just been so awesome to connect with people and to hear their stories and to hear that they feel less alone because of something that I like made alone in my room. It's it's just like really wild and so cool. And I just remember being new to our family, to my relationship. I was really young and not knowing anything and feeling really alone and feeling like there are other people out there who felt like me, who can find that commonality in what I'm doing, that there's nothing better. I mean, it's just been the best. That's, it's so cool to see how people are feeling heard through it, honestly. I also just think it's fun to do, and I like the editing and all that, but, man, yeah, hearing that something that you created has been helping people, uh, that's the best. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what would be the most challenging thing about podcasting for you? Oh, probably time management workflow is tricky. Like I said earlier, I think I've gotten into a better groove now, but this is mostly my fault because I'm pretty inner-retentive about editing. So I edit my interviews pretty heavily and not in like an adding weird effects or anything like that way, but I really want to make sure people sound like they sound professional and what they're trying to say comes across. And so, and, and I just make strange mouth noises and I say, um, more than I would like to. And so I cut those out and it just takes a lot of time. And so that's been the hardest part for sure is figuring out my time management so that I can still get everything out on a schedule and coordinating. I mean, you must understand this because your whole podcast is interviews, but there's so much behind the scenes of, picking dates and times and when people are available and then an emergency happens so they can't and scheduling your episodes out and swapping them around. So kind of all that behind the scenes stuff is the hardest part. And it's not that I don't like it. It's just tricky. Oh, yeah. I think that for me is definitely the scheduling because I really don't have to edit unless there's a real, if someone asks me to edit out a certain part or unless uh, there's a problem that overtakes the, the conversation, like a dropped phone call or a, a noise that is not uh, very <laughs> pleasing to the ears. All the behind the scenes and back and forth emails, and I make outlines for my podcast so people know what it's going to look like. So then I'm making those and sending them, and I make a blog post for every episode. So then I need a photo and like just kind of all those little things. And the other thing about editing too um, for my podcast is that because the being a stepmom often involves the legal system, it's not something super relevant in our personal family, but a lot of people, they have court dates and things. So oftentimes people also need things edited out because they'll say something and then they're like, nope, I don't want that to go on the podcast. So there's kind of a lot of that too, where I obviously want to respect whatever people are comfortable saying. So a lot of my episodes have things I need to pull out and then kind of make sure that the flow still sounds good while obviously respecting the interview subject and making sure they're not saying anything that would put them in a bad position. I I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. Yeah, I I completely get that. (laughs) Because sometimes when you're in a conversation, you'll say something that is like, oh, oops. (laughs) Never mind. 100%. 
a lot uh-huh. of people don't use names also. They won't, just to respect, especially since it's kids, right? So just to respect the kids' privacy. But then they'll accidentally say the name. So then it's either let's say that again or how can I cut that out so that it's not in there. You know, just little things like that, which I'm happy to do. But it just takes time. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of that part. Thank, thank you for bringing that up. Because a lot of the times you're dealing with some touchy subject matter, especially when there's court dates involved or custody battles or things of that nature. Yeah. That's Oh, my gosh. So have there been any resources that have helped you out with the podcast? Are there any groups or are there any um, particular people that have mentored you or assisted you in any way? Yeah. So, well, I am a serial online course taker. I love Facebook groups about subjects I'm interested in. I love Reddit groups about subjects I'm interested in. So I do all of those things in relation to podcasts. But I also, when I first started – I have a friend, she's a real life friend, but she also writes a blog and she doesn't actually have a podcast anymore, but she did. And her name's Blair Lamb. She's a public figure, so it's okay to post her name. And her blog is Blair Blogs. And she actually fully mentored me with getting the podcast off the ground. So she really helped with, hey, this equipment is what I used and it worked well. This is what I edited with. And I didn't do everything that she did, but she gave me a a really strong baseline to get started because I feel like getting started can feel so overwhelming because there's so much you don't, if you haven't done this before, there's so much you don't know. And even things like, oh, if you submit it to iTunes, it actually like can take a while to get approved. Like just so don't say your podcast is coming out on a certain day if you haven't already approved. It's just all those little things that you don't necessarily know. And so it was so helpful to have her as a, a resource to help walk me through it. And then groups and stuff. I love asking questions and people are so willing to share and share tips and yeah. So, so all of the above for sure. So what do you wish you had known when you started your podcast? Oh geez. Probably I wish I had just known to put it out there and then you're going to get better the more you do it. I think that's from people who podcast now, that's probably a pretty common response, but I know people who have talked about podcasting but who want to do a bunch of practice episodes or things like that, and I'm not disparaging whatever works best for you is what you should do. But I also think that can come from a place of fear, and the only thing to stop that fear or to at least assuage it for the moment is to just do it. And I am, I think, a much better interviewer and a much better podcaster in general now than I was at my first episode, but I never would have gotten there if I didn't just do it. (laughs) So I think that would be what I would say for sure. I wish I had known to just jump in because I spent, like, like I said, at least a year or two kind of hemming and hawing about it instead of just doing it. And I could be so much better now if I I had started it then. Yeah, I mean, I I just started my podcast in August, and I went in, like, full belly flop, like I I mentioned in in previous episodes. I just, like, splashed all over the place, and I really didn't know, like, how to swim, really. So with with this one in particular, uh, because it is different than than what I had previously done before. So, you know, the whole, like, marketing and SEO and all that stuff was completely foreign to me. So that I'm still getting a grasp on and marketing it more or cross promotion and and things like that. That was like the last thing on my mind when I started. Totally. What advice would you give to someone wanting to podcast? Would, Would you just say, just do it? 
go out and do it? Yeah, that's exactly what I would say. Just go for it and realize that you're going to learn so much by doing it. I also, as I said, being a person who I love online courses, I love learning from, I'm just a big nerd really, (laughs) but I think sometimes getting too deep in the research is actually just a procrastination method. (laughs) I'll research this really well and then once I know the exact perfect mic and the exact perfect everything, then I'll start. And it's like, ah, you can do some research, and that's probably smart, and I'm a planner, so I'm all about that. But at the same time, don't get yourself so in the weeds that you don't actually start and make something and see what you think. And I think my skills are much better now, but even just what I like and how I like to edit and how I like to do the intro and everything, I just learned that by doing it a bunch of different ways and the only way to do that is just to to get in there and try it and hear it and see what you think so yeah just do it if you're unsure man just try it and see what happens there's there's almost nothing that's a con from doing that you know so that's what I would say what podcasts do you listen to that may have inspired you or that you really love I, I did a little uh, research and I saw that you really enjoy financial podcasts Yes, that goes with the nerdiness. I love financial podcasts, so the Dave Ramsey Show, Choose Five Podcasts, I love both of those. We also really do love the kind of bigger shows, like I loved first season of Serial, we loved S-Town, we meaning me and my husband. You're Wrong About is a podcast that I really love, which is also wild because I went to college with one of the hosts, so I'm always like, oh, that's so crazy that it's like a big, it's kind of a big podcast now. And then there are The Dream just came out with season two, and I really love that. I kind of listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, if you can't tell. And then there are also some podcasts in the stepmom space that I really like. Uh, Naja Hall does a podcast that's super good. I think it's called... I know I'm crazy. I might be wrong about that, but she's a stepmom and she's just a hoot. She was on my show and she's hilarious. So I love that one. Where Should We Begin by Esther Perel. I like a lot of podcasts, so it's a big question. You get a laundry list from me for sure. (laughs) So is there anything that I didn't ask that you'd like to cover? Hmm. I don't think so I just have to say to you that I think this show that you're doing is so cool and just even listening to some of the episodes to prep for this interview the variety of types of podcasts that you've had on is so interesting and I found myself really interested in so many topics that were zero percent on my radar prior to listening and I just think it's a really cool concept and and well executed and it's just been really cool to listen to your show, so I'm super stoked to, to be on. I just wanted to say that I appreciate that. I don't think I have any questions, but I just wanted to make sure I said that before we head out here. Oh, well, thank you. I love um, different topics. I, I love everything. And the more obscure, the better. And I think my goal is to find, like, really, really, like, podcasts that are like, whoa, where did that come from? I I don't even know how many podcasts I listen to now. It's ridiculous and gross. But it's neat, right? (laughs) That's one of the cool things about podcasting is that you can have a really niche subject that you're just really interested in, which obviously step parenting is really not that niche, but apparently in the industry it is. But you can have these really obscure, random things, and you'll find your people, right? Because if people are looking for it, they'll find it. And I think that's such a cool thing. And it's cool to see different subjects 
feature on your show because you know that people who might have this interest in odd Christmas traditions or whatever else from your episodes, they're going to be so stoked to hear an interview about a subject matter that maybe is underrepresented. Yeah. Well, th- thank you again. So how can people find your podcast or locate you on social media to listen to your podcast or connect or possibly even be a guest or ask questions? Yeah, absolutely. So there's technically a website that's stepmomclubpodcast.com, but it just links back to my normal site. So my blog site is where everything is. It's just www.gradybirdblog.com. And then all of my social media is Grady Bird Blog. So I have Twitter, I have Facebook, I have Instagram, Pinterest, all of them. Um, and you'll find me at Grady Bird Blog for all of them. And yeah, if people have questions or thoughts or want to be on the show, I would love for people to reach out on any of those platforms. I'm pretty widely available. And you can find my um, writing on Grady Bird Blog as well. Well, Grady, thank you so much for being on your podcast or mine to talk about the Stepmom Club podcast. I really enjoy the conversation and just having this as an outlet for, for people to listen to when a large amount of the community in the United States and around the world consists of stepmoms, but not many uh, places cover it. So, uh, again, thanks for sharing your show with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I just had a a great time so thank you <laughs> and to everyone listening thanks t- for listening to your podcast or mine and we'll chat soon